Hello, hello, JJ DiGeronimo here for another amazing conversation. I can't even believe all these lightworkers are in my network. And I think Carissa St. Laurent is no different. We crossed paths when I was talking about my book, Seeking, in 2023. And I was lucky enough to be on her podcast, The Everyday Mystic. And I'm super excited to get into her journey because it goes deep and wide. And I feel like you are full of lessons. So thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. So we have similar callings in a lot of ways because you do a lot of work about demystifying the mystic. And I feel like I'm doing similar work because I've leaned on so many different energy practices to really help me on my journey and realize that there's such a tool for us. So what do you mean when you say demystifying the demystifying the mystical? I mean that it's available to all of us every day without being specially ordained and without needing to go through anything very specific. It's it's really a, a remembrance of who we really are. And so the I, I like to picture it as a veil that you might or a blindfold that you can't see through, but it's just this light material that we can just whoop, whisk away. And it's that easy from I would say a, a mental state, it's that easy to go, oh, I can actually just remember that I'm the divine. I can remember that I am this incarnation of God. I can just remember this. Now, the hard part, obviously, is the staying with that remembrance because that's where we tend to slip back into our 3D life and into, you know, all the demands of our, our human existence and, and also slip into the, I would say the programming that told us that we aren't that. So that's where all those, those great tools and practices come in. I love that. And I, it took me 40 something years to realize that I was part of the divine and that it wasn't something that was outside of me. It was actually something that I was part of. So I really appreciate that. I feel like the world is shifting faster now than ever. And I think more people are asking themselves, like, what is this all for? Why am I doing this? What does this all mean? And I feel like this is such a big piece of that. Oh, huge, huge piece. And I, I agree with you. Things are speeding up really quickly. A lot of people are awaking to this divine nature and it's happening quickly for them. And the ascension, if you will, into that remembrance and that knowing is happening quickly. And, you know, for me, I had my first, my very first awakening at 16, but then it was really at 20 years old where it was like, boom, <laughs> this is, this is what is here. This is who you are. Um, but it's taken me 30 years to actually really remember and to really adhere to that remembrance. And I feel like for people waking up now, it's, it's happening much quicker. So I think that's all part of something that's, you know, part of our collective consciousness going on. I definitely want to get into that a little bit more. But before we do, can you define what a modern mystic is? A modern mystic is somebody who is connected to that divine nature and understands themselves as a divine being and seeks experiences that connect them to that divinity. Because we are all born into this world and into this lifetime, we are served up a lot of ways of cutting us off 
from that divinity. And so being a modern mystic means that we are seeking <laughs> as your book and as your community and as you uh, so, you know, are, are on the mission to do and, and share with people. We're seeking a connection to our divine nature and we are seeking those experiences that connect us to it. So there are many paths and many experiences and many tools and teachers in order for us to connect back to that divine nature. There, I believe there is not just one path. So being a modern mystic means that we're checking out all the paths, that we're doing the things and we're connecting to the things that work right for us and right for us in every moment, because what might have been your path 20 years ago or 10 years ago may not be your current path. And what might be your path today might be something that you just do for a couple months and then there's something else. I used to think that this was me being very, uh, I would say, I guess, indecisive or non-committal. But what I realized is that I would quickly learn lessons. They would live and breathe in me. And I didn't necessarily need that teacher or the teachings anymore to be fully present. But then something else would come along and that would be the right thing for me at that moment. And it was part of my evolution. And so I believe being a modern mystic means that we're open to that, to that and those experiences and that remembrance. Uh, that means so much to me because I feel like teachers that really excited me six years ago are definitely interesting, but I'm beyond that now. I'm on to another teacher, another practice, and each teacher has their place in the journey. That's right. Yeah. And we are teachers also all along our journey. Every person here is also a teacher. And so when we, I believe when we step into that that knowing and that remembrance, then we are more easily, I guess, able to let go of some of the teachings or teachers because we take that information, we synthesize it, and it becomes us. And when we get into that place of where the information fully integrates into who you are, and then you can speak it, you can share it, and and maybe it, it comes out in a different way. Because I believe all the teachers out there are just saying very similar things, but in their own way. And in, yes, that's important because we all don't hear in the same way. So it's great to have different teachers with different ways of delivering a very similar message to be able to light up different people and, and allow them to hear when someone else could have been saying the exact same thing to them, but they couldn't hear that because it wasn't the right messenger. It wasn't the right voice. So we all have that, I believe, responsibility to carry our voice forward and share that because you never know who it's going to hit the heart of and who it's going to open up. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I agree with you. I talk a lot about frequency, like you're going to take on the frequency of where you're at and the teachers at that level too. But I think for the teachers out there, I think it's important to note that you need to lean into what is calling you. And many of us doubt our gifts. In fact, I just had a retreat on Sunday for 30 women and I love the Buffalo drum. And I have this ancient tribal voice that comes through me that I have only shared one time. And that one time I shared it, I had so much fear around it of looking ridiculous mm. that people thinking it was silly. 
And I tapped into it this time because we were on this land and the tribal energy presented itself in the morning. And I felt like I really wanted to reassure them that we saw it and that we are part of it. And letting that tribal voice come through is crazy. And Mm -hmm. a woman came up to me and said, you know, where did you learn that? And I was like, learn it. It's always, it's within me. And I think for teachers, it can be scary at times to feel like you want to share your knowledge, or maybe you want to share something that you've never shared before and you can't like validate of where it's coming from, but it's coming from a deep knowing. And I think for many of us leaning into that, even if we have fear is so important. Mm -hmm. We take and glean so much from our experience from all our teachers, from the experience of being alive, our stories we brought in um, from, you know, our other lifetimes, everything that we've experienced, we we get to share and, and breathe into this life and into the people around us. And it's uh, getting to a place, I believe, on, on the teacher's path of where you do eventually open up to what can intuitively flow through you from all of those, right? All of those lifetimes of teachings, everything that we've learned here and allow that to come out in your own unique way. So that's so beautiful. I'm glad that you you uh, stepped into that and leaned into that. That's gorgeous. It was scary. I questioned yeah. myself, but I really had a pull to do it. And I feel like I'm far enough in my journey now that I don't really listen to the doubt as much as I used to. But if people are new on their journey or they're really just maybe even stepping into a new modality, you may have inner wisdom that came with you from another past experience lifetime that you can tap into without getting all these certifications and without validating yourself through 25 people. I think for many of us, now is the time to share what we know, even if it doesn't completely make sense to us. Right. Yeah, and that is, a, it's a scary, you know, stepping off the cliff, right? You don't know exactly what is there, but knowing that you're always going to be held. And that's a beautiful thing, I think, about being in this this remembrance and then this knowing that we are divine beings, that we aren't just here alone. We are held by divinity, in, by God, source, the creator, the universe itself. And as we take that, what may seem like a scary step or leap into the unknown, we're completely held by the creator and by source. And so you're never alone and we're never uh, left to just, you know, completely fall. Now, when we do fall and when we do fall down, then there's beautiful lessons in there for us. And, And that's all part of the journey too. I love that. So let's dive into your journey. So the journey of oneness for you, you touched on it briefly in the beginning about something happening when you were 16, something happening when you were 20, but then it took decades until it manifested for you. Can you high points of sort of looking back now, how those were glimpses Mm. of your journey and maybe even incorporated some whispers of your life's work? Yeah, I always felt like I was here for more. And I think most people who are become light workers, healers, teachers of the mystical divine and the spiritual had that feeling. Uh, there's more to this life than than just this thing. And I, and I had always felt that. Um, but I also, you know, a child of trauma, I was abandoned and then adopted into a new family that didn't look like me, speak my language. It was very traumatizing and um, I completely shut down. But at 16, I had a an accident 
that uh, fractured my skull and cracked open this this opening for my soul to come through. So I don't believe that that accident was an accident. I believe it was um, a, a complete, this is, we've got to do this to wake you out of this frozen slumber state that you've gone into because of trauma. And uh, so that was the first time I ever experienced another me, you know, the, the, I am the, this voice that was me, but that was living inside me. And that I had no idea was there. And I experienced myself as soul in that moment. And, and, you know, it was in these moments where I didn't exactly know what was going on, but I trusted it. And then as it developed over the course of my healing process, I befriended it. I understood this is me. And, and then it taught me it, the, I taught me, I guess, but it was my higher self teaching me how to heal myself. And, uh, that experience was extremely profound, but, you know, I'm a 16 year old, living in New Hampshire with no other guides around to to really help usher this awakening in and allow me to, to to adhere to the remembrance, right? So I just went back to sleep and I just wanted to get back to my, you know, my normal teenage life. Um, and that teenage life was fraught with tons of self-destructive behavior, lots of uh, more trauma because I was still holding desperately onto not dealing with my pain. I was holding desperately onto the, the, the vision or the persona I had created rather than my truth. And at 20 years old, I had a spontaneous awakening of what I, it was really a, a religious epiphany where I, on a mountainside, I was by myself backpacking and I put my pack down and all of a sudden the entire space around me exploded in light. I was completely lifted and held and embraced by love. It was all, light all around. I, you know, that's all I could see was light. And then all I could feel was love. And it was the most beautiful, beautiful thing that feels, it almost feels more real even than this, even though it sounds so out of you know, out of worldly metaphysical kind of experience, but it felt more real even than, you know, sitting here right now it was so beautiful. And I heard a voice that told me that, you know, my mission is to heal my heart and find my gifts and share them with the world. And it was so profound that I, um, when I came down and I landed on the ground and, you know, the world came back into view, I fell to my knees and just bald. And at this time in my life, I was agnostic or atheist. I didn't believe in God. I didn't believe that there was a, a one God. I didn't have a, a practice, although I was exploring different religions and exploring what that meant. I didn't have a, a connection. And this was just like <laughs> direct connection to complete immersion in source consciousness. and. I knew that that was where I came from and who I am. And I then I knew what I needed to do. But it took 30 years to really come to this place where I fully get to live in it now. Um, there was still a lot of roller coaster ride in the, in the midst of uh, even just the, 
the something big like that happening um, to now. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. And yes, it does take a long time. And there's so many steps in the process. I remember being in Miami and I was doing a birth chart reading in 2017. And she's like, in 2024, this is all going to come together. And I just started crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't take this. Looking back, I needed every single step of the way, every step. And so your journey is so beautiful. Your awakening is so beautiful. Your experiences are so defined. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, how do you leverage that to inspire and help others realize that they're on their path and that life is happening for them? The, you know, I, I, these things just happened to me, right? What I could look at as an accident, as just being an accident, And because it just happened, I didn't go out and seek that. I didn't hire a shaman to go take me in, you know, on a vision quest. I, this just happened to me. And what I gleaned from that is that there are things that happen to us all the time. What are the lessons from those things? What is source telling us through that, what may look like a tragedy, what may look like a negative or awful experience in our life, what is the lesson here? What am I meant to receive from this? And if I wasn't open to that, I could have just shut down and just been like, oh, that was an accident. That was an accident. I could have also gone even on a worse trajectory would have been a victim. Oh, you know, awful things always happen to me and and go down that road of victimhood because uh, it bad things did continue to happen to me, but I was causing that. Now I was creating the the bad things in my life because of the choices I was making. So rather than choosing to stay in that victim mindset and that oh this is all just happening to me, I chose to see well what is why is why is this happening? What's going on here? And just start to question it. I still didn't know when I in the, my early questioning that everything was happening for me, that this was all, you know, uh the you know divine intervention coming in to awaken me and and put me exactly right on the right path. But the questioning was all I needed. And I urge people now to just question their circumstances, question their thoughts, question their feelings, question their, you know, is this all there is? Now there's the big questions of who am I? Why am I here? Um, But then there's the, is this all there is? Is this what I'm meant to do? Is this what my life is meant to be? And I've turned those questions into this, the time that I meditate to connect to source. I'm connecting to Source consciousness, which comes sometimes in the forms of guides, sometimes in the form of angels, sometimes in the form of uh, another human or an animal or or an experience that I have. But I spend the time asking the questions. When When we sit with ourselves and ask those questions, we get the answers. They come through as long as we're open to receiving those. And so that's one way that I both personally leverage it and also would encourage other people to ask those questions of, um, of just put them out there. You don't even have to believe in God and you don't have to even believe in yourself as a soul, but just put those questions out there and see what comes back. And I guarantee that there will be answers that arrive uh, and maybe not exactly 
in the way that you thought or the answer that you wanted, but they come. And then the more we do this and adhere to this kind of practice, the easier it gets and the more profound the the answers become uh, because they are more direct. It's just like, we don't have to get hit on the head and have an accident and, you know, go through something tragic. It can be, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be just this really beautiful, oh, here you go. Boop. Here's the answer. So it can become easeful over time. And so my podcast, that's what I love to do is talk to pe- talk with people like you and talk to other guests and share my own stories and insights, because I believe that helps to awaken others, plant seeds for them, but also give them some guidance or some tools or some lights on the path so that they can start to ask those big questions and start to trust themselves that they have that answer. I love that. And we'll have all your links below. So you can definitely reach out uh, to see just to see if there's a connection. I think a lot of people might be listening to this being like, I need to talk to you. I need to share my story. So um, do you connect? Where do you connect best with people? On Instagram at the everyday mystic is, is probably the best because uh, you can DM me there and, and check out content and see what I'm, I'm sharing. You can also go to my websites if you want to dig into who I am more and what I'm doing. I have two sites that will be linked below in the show notes. So the, you know, I, any of those ways you can connect to me and I, I get back to everybody and uh, whatever it is that you might be seeking, needing, wanting to open up in your life, whether or not I can be that guide or source for you. If I can't, I can certainly connect you to someone who can. Mm, I love that. I love that. And so what are you doing in 2024? What classes are you taking? What books are you reading? How are you continuing to enhance your frequency and your connection of oneness? There's been a lot of stripping away. That's happened in 23. And I I feel like that's going to actually continue in 24 of where there's, there's actually less learning and more deepening into my own knowing, uh, sitting more with myself. I used to not, not be able to meditate. I was one of those people said, Oh, I can't meditate. And I finally broke through that barrier and, and that limiting belief of, oh, I can't meditate because I'm so active in my, you know, my brains, but I have been really enjoying just sitting with myself and, and then with my guides and being in this beautiful space of connectedness and of oneness. And and it's literally where all the answers lie. It is where all of the wisdom uh, comes from. And it's where all of the answers to whatever big or small things we're asking are. And so I spend a lot of time there and I see myself doing even deepening even more into that but also changing up some of those meditative practices. I sit and meditate in silence, but I also love to do active meditation where I'm walking and connecting to things and asking questions as I go, because the answers are all there. Then they all pop up out at you as you move through the world too. So deepening meditative or meditation or mindfulness practices 
and teachers and books and teachings, I would say really leaning into, and I don't know what it will be yet, but really leaning into live in-person retreats and experiences. I've spent a lot of time in books over the last couple of years. And of course, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, people being um, more separated from one another, that was happening. I'm really craving the connection with people. And, you know, I might be create or not might, I will be, I just don't know when they're going to come out in person live experiences and wanting to connect more to other people's experiences that are in person. Well, Krista, we look forward to seeing you hopefully in person Mm -hmm. soon, but definitely online. And I just want to thank you so much for joining us and sharing your journey. That's my pleasure. Thanks so much, JJ. And that's a wrap. See you again here and over at togetherweseek.online where you can join live discussions with energy practitioners, healers, and spiritual leaders. See you there.